Hello, Dr. Leitman. Hello. I wanted to talk to you about a few current events. Please do. Tens of thousands of reservists were released home after more than four months of fighting. Many of them speak of the strength of unity and the special bond that formed between them while they were in combat. They came back different after facing death and experiencing supreme courage and sacrifice. And my question to you is, what can we learn from them? Connection, unity, the understanding, a deeper understanding of life, that life is attained within the, in the connection within the nation, within the people, and those that did not go through the connection didn't feel life, regardless of how old that person is. How to use all these insights and feelings that they bring back from the battlefield here. I don't think that it's possible. We can hear, listen, see some pictures, movies that they maybe bring with them on their mobiles, but you need to live it out, to, to live what out. Live out that situation. The measure in which so they're disconnected from us and connected between them from, okay, from cases of, God forbid, death and up to victory. What is their role now as they come back here in relation to the Israeli society? Their role is to influence our society as much as possible. How are we supposed to relate to them? We're supposed to relate to them as people that went through that they went through a good school of life. What did they learn there? They learned how important they are to each other, how much they can be together and get strength from it, how much you can rely only on those people that are around you, with you. And Therefore, they're already a different type of, uh, let's call them, Israeli youth that are after such adventures. How do we need to help them preserve the spirit that they're bringing back with them, how to preserve it here? We only need to try and learn from them. Not to get among them or anything, but to try and absorb from them the courage, the integrity, the devotion. How long do you think this spirit can hold? Still. It can hold, and we need to all the time use it as long as it can provide us with a new spirit, hope, 
closeness. There are those who say that thanks to the reservists that are coming back home now, maybe we will be able to face the voices of separation that are... I really hope so, that this is how it's going to be. What does it depend on? And it depends on the measure in which, too, the entire nation will understand that we have an opportunity for connection, for unity here. Is it important? Not only that it's important, but it's the only possibility that can save us. Thank you. Moving on to a different topic. U.S. Security of State, U.S. US Secretary of State Anthony Blinken said that there is an unprecedented possibility to normalize relations between Israel and Arab countries in the coming months. For this to happen, we must reach an agreement that will include the release of those kidnapped on the one hand, and on the other hand, to stop the war in Gaza and the acceptance of a Palestinian state in one form of another. So, of course, it sounds illogical that we give up the, on the elimination of Hamas and an establishment of a Palestinian state. But let's not forget that the Americans are the ones protecting us from the world and the UN Secretary Council provide us with weapons, money. They're the only ones we can really count on. So how do we get out of this entanglement? I don't know. I think uh, that the main thing that we need is to be certain of our strength, which especially is an ideological strength of connection. And this is what can save us. How do we respond to the growing American pressure to end the war? The Americans don't understand us, and we don't need to understand them. What do you mean? Meaning, we need to stick to our ground. We have no other place, we have no other country, we have no other soil, ground, we have only one thing. Here, we must be in the land of Israel within our historical borders and to continue this way. Are you not afraid that if we hold on to our truth, stick to it, we'll lose our only ally? It's not important. We'll be in the hands of the Creator. He's the one who said that this belongs to us, and we fought until we, as if, brought back to ourselves our territory, and we need to protect it at all costs, any cost. Look, I don't know about the Creator, as you put it, but what will happen if there will be a vote in the UN and the U.S. won't veto it. Let them talk about it. No problem. They can force us to do different things that today the U.S. is the only one stopping them from it. If you lose that too, then you'll stay alone. I think that the Creator will help. We won't stay alone. We'll stay together with the Creator. 
It says that it is a nation that is left alone. What? Is this our fate? Yeah. If we see that we are the only ones that can stand, keep to our truth, stand our ground, keep to keep to our truth, we will advance. We'll advance toward peace, toward success. So, as if your system of considerations is very simple, we have our truth, we need to take care of ourselves, and shut our ears not to hear anything that right. Isn't it a, a bit disconnected, extreme, fanatic? No, it's not fanatic. Actually, this is what can save us. Look how much money you have. You have so much money, so much weapons. Tomorrow you'll be out of ammunition. What are you going to do? Pray? Yeah, I'll pray. I'm not against prayers, but concretely speaking, tomorrow the U.S. doesn't give you weapons anymore. What do you do? You don't even have ammo for the Kipad Bozel anti-missile system. Iron Dome. If we will do what the Creator tells us to do, everything will work out. Can you explain? If we need to fight because this is the only way we can protect the land of Israel and the state of Israel, then we will stick to it and the Creator will be with us. He'll give us weapons. I don't know in what way. Otherwise what? We'll leave this place again and scatter among all nations once again. No, they're telling you, stop fighting. Give the Palestinians a country, a state. You'll have normalization with all Arab countries. You'll have peace and quiet. He says you have an unprecedented opportunity within a few months to reach agreements with everyone around you. They don't agree. And if they will, if they agree and we have no choice, then we will also agree. So I'm confused. I do not believe any Arab country. And there's proof. There's proof that's been accumulated for dozens of years. But if we have no choice, and that I feel pressure from the entire world, then I'm going to a referendum. And then we'll see. What will you vote on the referendum? I will vote for not allowing... I don't know, not giving the tiniest piece of Israel to our enemies, because that only gives them strength to continue fighting us. What gives you the confidence that if we stick to what we believe in, then the upper force will be with us because there is no other way 
We have no choice. We must continue fighting um, those that come against us and wish to destroy us. And according to what we hear and see, all of our neighbors only want to finish us off. Moving on to our next topic. Since the beginning of the war in Gaza, there has been a growing trend in the Western world to go against Israel and state that Israel is a Nazi state. Human rights organizations all over the world are working against Israel, and the claim is that we are committing genocide against the Palestinians. For our part, we know that what we're doing is simply protecting ourselves from the genocide that they want to do to us and already did on the 7th of October. And my question to you, Dr. Leitman, is how to explain to the world that we are acting out of because out of lack of choice. I don't think that it'll really help. I wouldn't spend money on all the pra- propaganda advocacy. I wouldn't spend any money on the different propaganda systems to prove to the world that we are in favor of peace. Why? Because it won't help. The world doesn't hear. Therefore, what we need is to only be ready for the next war. If I look at the other side, they put in lots of money for years and decades to spread their propaganda against us, and they're very successful. Today, radical Islamist organizations present themselves as human rights organizations. Those who come to kill us today are perceived in the world as human rights organizations. I mean, they're very successful at their propaganda, so why do you think we don't have to invest and advocacy. They'll simply wipe us out then. We won't succeed. We will not succeed. We will succeed only in that which belongs to us. What is that? Our truth, which is our soil. We received it from above. And this is what will stay in. The Creator gave it to us, not allowing us to pass it on to anyone, anywhere, and we're staying here in any case. There's a feeling like the world went crazy. They turned the murderers into human rights activists, and we that want to protect ourselves and are willing to live in peace with everyone, we become the murderers in the eyes of the world. Yeah. An entire generation of young people in Western countries grow up listening to this Propaganda, perception. How how does it how did it become also mixed up? That's how it is, because to begin with, they have a very specific attitude toward the nation of Israel, and they'll only be happy if we disappear off the face of the earth. That's what you feel, yeah. Why? Because that's how I know them. Why do they want for us to disappear? We're standing in their way. More disturbance for them. 
what, they envy us or what? No, no, they simply don't want for us to exist in the world altogether. But why? Because the nation of Israel is a nation that, as it says in the Torah, is not a part of the other nations, is not among them. It is not recognized by the other nations. And what's left for us to do is to only disappear of the face of the earth. Okay, going back to us. So you're saying that the situation there is doomed. It's a waste of energy to try and explain things there. And also, to us, I'd say that, about us, I'd say that half of the population of Israel, or even more, also agrees to it. From this state, how are we supposed to deal? What are we supposed to do from here and on? Only with the help of the Creator are we ready to nonetheless go and explain and continue until we will succeed. To continue doing what? Continue our explanation, our advocacy. To whom? To everyone, to Jews and the nations of the world. To explain what? What we want? What do we want? We want our land. We want for the land of Israel, ours, the state of Israel, ours. We want to live here and advance. So what if you want it? They want it too, the Arabs. But it belongs to us. Why? Because it says so in the Torah. Yeah? What? You're saying it for 70-something years. I don't see that it helps the world to accept you or anything. To the contrary, from day to day you're accepted less and less. I'll talk about it not 75, but 750 years. doesn't matter how long. I don't see that anyone's convinced by it. No choice. We only need to see the measure in which if we keep to this truth, we can nonetheless, here and there, advance a bit and succeed. Advance in what? Today you're considered to be the new Satan of the world, the new Nazis. This is how they relate to us. What are you advancing toward? A worse and worse image, even in the U.S., even in the U.S., even there, young people, you're really related to as the essence of human evil. More than half young people, there was no such thing five or 10 or 20 years ago, so you're only deteriorating your image. So how far will we deteriorate? To the very abyss. But we will have to. Stick to these things, and in the very last moment, the Creator, as it says in the Torah, will save us. Why is He waiting? Can't He save us now? This is something that you have to go and study. So I'm asking you, you're wise in Kabbalah. What does it say there? When will He save us? When we, on the one hand, lose all of our rational forces, military forces, etc. But nonetheless, hold on to him, the upper force, and then 
comes the salvation. What does it mean to hold on to the upper force? You said with God's help to hold on to the upper force. These are pretty religious, known sentences. Some believe in them, some don't. What do you mean when you say with God's help to hold on to the upper force? What I mean is that behind all of the forces of nature, nonetheless, there's a system that includes the nation of Israel as the foundation of the world, center of the world, and that it accepts us and our existence forever. And we can cling to it and continue. How do we cause the upper force to help us more to do what he requires of us and then we'll see how he carries out what we demand of him. What is he demanding of us? To be as one man and one heart. All of Israel, friends, that we publicize amongst us and to the entire world what love is. And no one will be able to stand against this force. This is the Creator's condition. Yeah, this is His condition. If this is what we'll do, we will really see how he is in our favor. Okay, moving on to our next topic. Since October 7th, there are more and more groups that read psalms together. Many people connect to this experience of reading the psalms together. And I wanted to ask... What is there in this book, Psalms, that gives such a special, such a feeling of a special force? It's not only the people of Israel, it's something common in the entire world. It is a kind of singing that comes from King David, the King of Israel. He wrote it. I think that there is no greater force than what the Creator revealed, expressed through King David in Psalms. What is there in this book? The revelation of the heart of the Creator, the desire of the Creator. His relation to us, the created beings. Why do people feel so connected to Psalms? They feel that there is no one standing in between, between the Psalms and man's heart, each and every heart, only the Creator and we. And therefore, that's how they relate to the Psalms. Since the disaster, many people get together and read the Psalms together. 
What's there about the together, reading psalms together? It really, really connects people, and I'm very happy to hear about it again and again. Sometimes there's a feeling like reading psalms together is like a kind of a common prayer. Of course, clearly. What's the power of such a prayer? That King David wishes to connect us, embrace us, and that's how to lead us to a good future. What's the difference between reading Psalms on your own and reading it with other people? It's a great force that is generated by reading together. What kind of force? Force of love? Force of connection? Force of security? And this is what King David himself says in the Psalms. In these songs, what does he say? What does he say? He says about everything, about love, connection, love another as yourself, that these are all of our foundations that if we hold on to them, we needn't be afraid of anyone. In Psalms, there's a feeling like King David's suffering all the time, all the time suffering. He's being persecuted all the time. That's how it really was throughout his entire life. That's how he was all lifelong. He would run away from everyone and suffer, not knowing where to hide. Why so? Because he is the representative of the people of Israel. Yeah? Uh, What does that mean? that today, too, we can understand them. And this was thousands of years ago. And we nonetheless see how right he actually was. Why is it so, why did God arrange for him to be in wars all lifelong? Because he's the king of Israel. What does it mean? That he suffered for the entire nation of Israel. How do we come out of this cycle of suffering? Uh, Only by connection, by love. Only by that can you come out of it. And most of his songs in the book of Psalms draw people to love. He cries out to the Creator all the time, help me, save me, they're persecuting me. How to make it so that God will help to do exactly those things that He demands of His nation, the people of Israel? What does He demand? Love another as yourself. Love the Creator, your God. That man to man should be as brothers. That all of us need to be in an embrace. In one force, together. 
if we are in an embrace and love, as you put it, does it bring the upper force into our life? Yeah. Why? Pull him and cover yourself with him. He will come. You'll see. Yeah. Thank you. On a different topic, International Social Justice Day is celebrated every year on February 20th. Its purpose is to promote awareness of justice and social equality. And I wanted to ask, what is social justice in your opinion? Social justice is when every citizen, regardless of where a person lives and who he is, has the same rights as anyone else, exactly the same rights, no more, no less, and that each understands that and keeps it, protects it, guards it. Aspiration for equality, is it relevant to our world today? No, but precisely in such times can we draw to ourselves a thread of connection between us and to demand each of everyone that this connection will finally be. We know that by nature, people are not equal. So why is there such a natural demand for equality? It's like, no, this is something that comes to us from our own nature. What do you mean? That we want to be equal because only in equality can we demand uh, what for each one what each deserves like everyone else. What is social justice? Social justice is that every person in human society has the same rights like everyone else has. What does Kabbalah say? Can there be a world of equality and justice? Yeah, that's the end of the world. What do you mean? That eventually this is what we come to. What needs to change in today's world so that we'll come to a world of justice and equality, recognition of evil, of human nature, which is what? That our nature is evil. And we must rise above this nature and build the world in a nature of love and connection, eternity, concern, care. And that's how each toward everyone. What is exactly evil about human nature? Ego. That's the source of all evil. A person's ego. This is what does not allow equality and justice, right? So what are we going to do about it? What? I think that 
we will simply cut it off from ourselves, forcefully get it out of our heart and continue that way. Beautiful, thank you. And moving on to a different topic. In a series of meetings held by the Supreme Leader of Iran, Khamenei, with senior Hamas officials a few months before the October 7th massacre, he said, the land of Palestine belongs to all Muslims and therefore all Muslims must take part in its liberation. This is a religious obligation that they must fulfill. Now we know that Khamenei is a Shiite. Hamas are Sunnis. They hate each other. If not for Israel, they'd be killing each other. And I want to ask, what power is there in such a union that comes with the aim of harming? That it only shows how much they hate us that in order to go to war against us, they are willing to be connected, willing to be friends. Is there a force in such a connection with the purpose of doing harm? Yeah? What kind of force? Force of hate? That they stop doing it against each other and turn to us, redirect it towards us? What's the difference between the force of unity that comes from hate and a force of unity that comes from love? Really? A force that comes from hate is much stronger in the meantime in our world than the force that comes from the side of love. Why? Why? Because... This is nature. What do you mean? I think that the force of hate is greater than the force of love. This is what happens in the world, and the entire world uses it. When the wisdom of Kabbalah speaks of the force of unity, of connection, what kind of force does it talk about? Force of unity and connection that we position above the hate, as opposed to hate. Meaning, meaning that wherever there is hate, later comes the force of love and connects us and helps us to take care of the hate and then, instead of hate, to position the force of love and this way to continue what do we continue toward? Till the end of correction, until all the evil in the world, we turn it into the force of good. And all people start feeling this force of good that now needs to become revealed in the world, and they bow their head, and that way reach 
the force of good and only. Previously, we talked about unity between radical Muslims, Islamists, in order to destroy Israel. What kind of unity can we build here in Israel among the people of Israel that will be stronger than their unity. The difference is vast because what they want to build between them is based on hate. And if hate toward Israel is greater than their hate toward each other, then they connect. They have the strength to connect. Or as if we talk about connection, then it's a very weak force. It's a very weak force that we need to talk about only, only talk about our ability to understand that there is no other future for the world than connection. The Israeli force of connection can be stronger than the force of connection of radical Islamists. Yeah. Because they work with the evil inclination and we need to position ourselves only with the good inclination that in our time, in our world is very weak. How can we strengthen it? only by dissemination. How will it defeat the evil force of connection? By us explaining in our dissemination that we have no other choice but to die or live in a good, nice, proper connection between everyone. When we have no choice and we connect in order to survive, it's a certain kind of connection, a survival kind of connection. And it has strength. When we in Kabbalah say that people need to unite between them, it's a force on a higher level than the natural force of survival. Yeah, what kind of connection is that? the force of the Creator that doesn't exist in any, that there's no such intensity, power in any other connection, because here the Creator ties us and elevates us to a completely different unity. What kind of unity? The unity of His forces that He is of tells everyone the people of Israel are my people, and I'm taking care of them. So on this ladder of the forces of unity, at the very top is the force of unity of the Creator. Yeah. Qualitatively wise, what do you have there? Connection, love. And why is he at the very top? Why is it the strongest? Why is it at the very top? It's at the very top because it is the uppermost force. Uppermost how and what? Because it is the force of the Creator. This is His quality. What is His quality? Love? You really believe that force has strength, that love has strength? Because previously you said that it's something weak in our time. Right, but in general, 
It's the force that sustains the entire world, holds it up. It is the fundamental force of creation and the evil force that acts, acts only in order to emphasize that the force of love is actually at the very foundation of nature. Thank you. One last item, short. Fighters from the Reserve Commando Brigade wrote to their commander, we recently left the Gaza Strip after weeks of intense fighting, and we wish to say that we are here, ready to win the campaign and destroy the enemy in Rafah, Lebanon, Syria, and any other place required. We are here. The spirit of soul devotion, dedication, seeing the good of the people above your own personal good, how do we keep the spirit from leaving us? I don't know. We simply have to continue it, and that's it. And the Creator, He will arrange this kind of inner feeling for us and external ties. What can each of us do differently in our day-to-day life so that the Spirit will live in us? To speak to everyone, tell everyone, explain to everyone that there's no life but in this kind of spirit. Someone's watching you now, for example. What can they really do in the very next moment in order to increase the force of connection? To only think that uh, the heart will sing to everyone. Sing what? That the nation of Israel is alive. That's what I'd say. This singing, it changes reality? It does. How? Mm, What can I tell you? Yeah. That's all we need. We are alive and we will hold our connection. And from one day to the next... We will arrange a place for the Creator to be among us, if we succeed at it. And we will arrange a place for the upper force. What kind of Israel will we have? Sorry? What kind of country will we have here? A country, like it says about it. A land that is entirely milk and honey. The land of Israel is beautiful, prospering, thriving, filled with love. What will a person feel when he gets up in the morning and goes out, drives on the road? That these are all his relatives, friends, people that love him and he loves them, and that there's no better place. Do you believe that it's possible, Dr. Leitman? I believe so. I'm living here for more than 50 years already. And I think that we have a future.
certain one. Thank you very much, Dr. Leighton.